I'm really delighted with my Chromecast. It means that uh, I can look for movies that I might not have heard of or know of on YouTube and then cast them to my Chromecast. And when my friend Alan, hello Alan, comes around on a Friday night and we have a takeaway, uh, we can watch movies together and he can make requests and I can see if I can find them. And my lovely wife Debbie uh, uh, suggested a movie, pop it on a chain, which she had seen um, with her mum in the 80s, but it came out in 71 and her mum had seen it and liked it. Now, after, of course, when I heard the words pop it on a chain, I was... Um, Obviously, I had a, a, a comic, what I consider to be a comic discourse around Puppet on a String. And both Alan and Debbie had to wait while, as my father would say, I had my fussy out of the, uh, of the bit of inverted commas, comedy that I thought was so funny. So 20 minutes later, we're ready to sit down and watch the movie. And I thought, it's not going to be a great movie because one of the people in this movie is, um, is Patrick Allen. And if you were born in the 70s or um, and grew up in the 80s, then you'll know Patrick Allen as a really sort of um, deep, treacly-voiced gentleman who did a lot of voiceovers and also was the Barrett Holmes man, forever jumping out of helicopters. Yes, you'll remember those adverts, I'm sure, as Margaret Thatcher's uh, favourite house builder, I think, if I remember rightly. So I thought, it can't be that good. Patrick Allen's in it. I was wrong. It's really good. The basis of this movie is that it's set in um, Amsterdam and it's about um, a foreign detective who comes to work with British Secret Service because he wants to break a spy ring because lots of people are turning up dead from drug overdoses. So he knows there's not a spy ring, a drug ring. He wants to, um, to break the drug ring here and it all takes place in Amsterdam. Now, you... This came out in 71, so did The French Connection. They're similar movies in terms of, um, of plot, but although they're both grimy, William Friedkin's French Connection has more of a Hollywood feel. It, you know, it's, it's, it, it's got a grimy feel. And in the 70s, you didn't need to, to add that. Places looked grimy. They looked unclean. They looked dirtier. Certainly Amsterdam does. I'm popping on, on a chain. And it has more of a downbeat sort of feel than French Connection, which is a movie I love as well. But even when the Secret Service people are on a tourist boat going down the waterways of Amsterdam, it still looks bloody grimy. And the way it's shot, because film stock in those days didn't seem to have the vibrant colours that they have today. It looks a bit washed out. And generally that adds to this. So you don't need to add too much to it. You know, it's the it's the it's the whore-ridden and drug-ridden waterways of Amsterdam. Got quite a lot of that. There's, you know, prostitutes in windows. Um, there are sort of burlesque clubs with drug taking involved in that, and there's there is a drug ring. Um, see you you, ha you do have uh, Patrick Allen as a man from the Secret Service. But the main character is actually Sven Bertil Tauber as Paul Sherman. Sven Bertil Tauber is somebody I didn't know of. He's a Swedish singer and actor, still working, had a great career. And here he has a look of uh, Donald Sutherland about him, a young Donald Sutherland. But he broods really well. He's tough. He's There's one bit where he just says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to kill you. And I really believe him. 
lovely work. He does all the physical stuff very well. Um, he's got a bit of a romance with Barbara, Barbara Parkins, who is someone he should have married but never did. All of that. So he can do all that really well. And mainly, the whole film is about him. There's also a bit of a tussle with uh, a funny pastor, an odd padre. And um, you know he's going to be odd because he is uh, he's played by, by Vladek Shabal. Now, you might remember him in one of the Bond films. I think it's Diamonds of Forever. At the beginning, as one of the Smirsh men. Um, Smirsh. He's... There's something a bit funny about him. And there's also someone who Patrick Allen is looking after, who is um, a sort of teenage woman with the mental age of a five-year-old because she had an overdose of heroin, went into a coma, and she has track marks all over her arm, and is now... Um, and was starved of oxygen. She carries a doll wherever she goes. It's got a hollowed-out back, this doll. So you might guess what's going on. I won't spoil it for you, but it's really quite tense. You kind of feel he's not really getting anywhere here. He's seeing an awful lot of places and he's in a church which looks a bit dodgy. Some of the activities taking place in that church. There are Bibles with hollowed out portions in them. I won't tell you anything else, but there you go. And um, I think I want to kind of, well, we need to go to another... An, an, and another place, he and Barbara Perkins, Maggie, Barbara Parkins, Maggie, um, they go to another a, another place in, in, in Holland, which is a little island. I don't quite know why they go. He then leaves her to go home on her own and something bad happens to her. Also in this movie, there are quite a lot of hangings and it's quite disturbing and quite a lot of dolls with the faces of the people who are going to be hanged carved into them. That's quite disturbing as well, actually. Now, it's got two directors, this movie. It's got um, Jeffrey Reeve, who, before this movie, apparently had done a lot of commercials, and Don Sharp, who did things like Rasputin the Mad Monk, the Yamaha Horror Film. He came in to do the boat sequence. Now, he also, he said, took over or looked at what had been shot and reshot some stuff because, although it looked good, it didn't really fit the plot. So he reshot quite a lot of it, he says. He also says he's still receiving royalties on this. It did quite well um, in the box office. And no reason why it wouldn't. It's tense. It's an Alistair McLean book. It was his seventh book and his, uh, no, his 14th book and the seventh of those books to be turned into a film. That's pretty good going, isn't it? So it's tense. It's taut. There's quite a lot of, um, there's not a lot of soliloquising. The bad guy does a bit of a soliloquy. It's a bit of a Bond soliloquy. Now I have you tied up, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. So, But not too much. You, you, you kind of feel, oh, he could have told us a lot more. You know. So, back to the boat sequence. Well, it took four weeks to film. The bad guy is getting away from Mr. Sherman. He jumps in. Uh, the bad guy jumps in a power boat, a speed boat, and... Consequently, so does Mr. Sherman. And they chase each other round the waterways. Now, this was also followed by a Bond movie, wasn't it? It's Live and Let Die, isn't it? Where you've got all the, the boats over the top and all that kind of stuff. Over the top is not what this sequence is. But when people go on about that marvellous scene in Bullet with the 
car going through the urban city. Well, yeah, it's great, but that's what you've got here as well. It's almost as if they haven't told anybody they'll be filming it. And so they are getting round boats and there's a, scene, there's a scene where everything's got a reason. So although there's a boat in the way when um, Mr. Sherman goes through one of the, the tunnels and there's a little, there's a little, um, a little tree trunk by the tunnel, he hits that and the boat is almost out of control over the top of the boat. So there is a reason for everything. At one point, when they come close to each other, there's a lot of waiting and shooting and then and then um, roaring off again. There was also a bit where um, the bad guy tries to turn his boat round and just smacks into a, into a bridge, as if that wasn't meant to happen. It's great, there's loads of churning up water and bobbing around on the boat and all of that kind of stuff and almost ramming boats together. And It's really, it's really breathtaking actually because it seems so real. And it seems as though they haven't told anybody about it. You don't get any of those scenes where Alfie Bass is on the uh, is on the the bridge as as consumptive Venetian, with his you know looking at the boat. Oh blimey, you know, with his with his fag on, <laughs> doing all that kind of. There's nothing like that. There's no fruity work like that. This is just two boats trying to outdo each other. It's really good, and this film itself is really taut. I was thinking, well, who's it going to be then? I'm not quite... That, 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 that woman with the, with the lower mental age, something going on there. Patrick Allen, there's something going on there. But I wasn't sure. And actually, it's really well done. It goes by quite quickly. There's a lot of good, hard-boiled dialogue. There's a lot of very grimy, nasty um, set. There's a lot of... Um, greasy-haired drug addiction going on. And actually, you feel a bit dirty when you've watched it. And that's entirely right for a movie of this sort. Do look it out. Pop it on a chair. Pop it on the chain. I'll stop now. And um, I think you'll have a great time. Even with Patrick Allen in there. Ta-ta.